Support for today's episode comes from Laurels. You may have heard about them in the news as the world's first oral sex undies made of an ultra thin and stretchy latex. Laurels prevent skin to skin contact while maximizing pleasure, comfort, and fun. I hear some of y'all saying boonie what, but trust me, you'll receive all of the benefits of mouth play as they feel like second skin. They also have a taste of vanilla, so you're just not licking latex. So just think of the possibilities. And as a Boonie Breakdown listener, you can receive 10% off your purchase by using the code Boonie10. That's Boonie, all capital letters, one zero. Details on how to purchase can be found in the show notes and on the BooniBreakdown.com. Hey y'all, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to the Booney Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, welcome to this week's episode. It is a super responsible one, (laughs) but I feel like what's happening in the world, it made sense that I had to talk about it. And so I brought our responsible fave, KG, is on this episode. We have a chat about the Democrats, Biden, the abortion, uh, Roe versus Wade being overturned. We talk about why everything is a fucking five alarm fire in the government. And where in the fucking world is Kamala Harris? So stick around for that conversation. All right, we're going to hop right into my pick of the week. Now, y'all might already know what my pick of the week is, but I feel like some of y'all learned learned a few things at the verses on June 23rd. But Baltimore's own Mario Barrett shut the shit down. And so many people were shocked. But if you saw, I talk shit all week on Instagram and an Insta story letting you know that this was no cakewalk for Omarion, Okay. It wasn't going to be no cakewalk. And Mario did what the fuck I knew he would do. The outcome is exactly what the fuck I thought it was. Like I said, barring any B2K songs, without him using B2K songs, Mario has the better catalog. And I will stand by that. I will stand by that wholeheartedly. I knew every single song that he sung because I'm just a fan. Uh, But he let y'all know that brother can sing. He's still fine. He kept the vocals intact. And he talked big shit. Y'all saw what Baltimore's from. Mario's mom was a heroin addict and he was from Baltimore. And so nothing was going to get under his skin. <laughs> he mollywopped Omarion like I knew he should and would. And to me, it's very interesting. I think the one thing about the verses, and it's funny, I have not watched one in a long time because I was kind of checked out, but I had to watch this one because I love Mario so much. But I think the thing that's always interesting for me is some people take this shit like a joke and some people really come to use this. And I'm so proud of Mario because I feel like he's been underrated his entire career. And I feel like this has shined a light on his talent and his catalog, and I hope that he uses this opportunity and takes the momentum and takes advantage of every opportunity that is coming his way. But it's so funny because I thought Amarion was sexy, but after this, no. After the corniness and watching somebody mollywop you and you just couldn't come back, like every trick you tried, the watermelon was corny as fuck. You look like a loser. You brought your brother out. Then you brought out Jeremiah, who sounded horrific. And you got Mario on the back. Like, y'all niggas sound crazy. You brought out Tank and then Mario shitted on you with Tank. The Tank bowed down. Everything he tried, Omarion just looked crazy. And so, again, we did a air horns for Mario. Pick of the week. 
uh, if you've not listened to his catalog, because most people was like, besides Let Me Love You and Just a Friend, he don't have no songs. I implore you to start with the debut album. It was a great album. Then you can go to Turning Point. Turning Point was a nice one. A few little bangers, but his third album, Go, that is my shit. I think it has no skips. Maybe the song with Joel Santana, I'm not a fan of, but Go is my shit. Then his fourth album, that's with Breakup, Ooh Baby. Um, it's a it's a, a a few songs in that one is too. He's had some EPs come out recently. He just had his last song was with Chris Brown. So the brother has been working, but people ain't been paying attention. So now I'm glad y'all look in and check out Mario's catalog. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Come back later, please. Housekeeping? Not now. All right, housekeeping. Feedback from episode 217 with our guest Nasima McElroy of Financial and Financially Intentional. Um, that episode was amazing because it was pretty much titled from a million dollars in debt to a millionaire. And Nasima had paid off a million dollars of debt in less than three years. I received this message. Oh my God, Boonie, this is the responsible episode I didn't know I needed. I'm a single mother and I have a massive amount of debt after a big divorce. So I truly related to Nasima's story. And it was encouraging to me that I can get on the other side and begin to build net worth and set up a life for my children better than the one I had. Thank you for always giving us what we needed, whether it's about dicks or money. <laughs> I thought that was a great review. So if you have not checked out last week's episode, please go back and check it out. Nasima is very real, transparent. She's not one of these Instagram folks that's out here trying to scheme people and getting you to buy courses and books. She sells them, but she also has a level of transparency with her finances that you can see that she's not just talking the talk, but she's also walking the walk. All right. Boonie alive. I know I'm beating the horse, but y'all black folk, black folk, y'all be... Y'all stress event planners out because y'all be so last minute with these ticket purchases. (laughs) But uh, the Baltimore show on July 23rd has less than 30 tickets remaining. I want to sell this out in the next two weeks, guys. So get your friends. Come by yourself. Um, We have a good time. All right. New York. New York tickets are also on sale. That is Saturday, August 13th. Saturday, August 13th. If you are in the tri-state area, in the DMV, you want to catch the train or the bus up, uh, come up for the day because the show is, the New York show is at 2.30, I believe. So it's a, a, a matinee type show. So you could come up for the day and go back. You don't have to stay overnight if you do not want to. But I'm letting you know, we partying somewhere Saturday night. We might go to a rooftop and then go party, but we partying Saturday night up in New York. Um, so yes, get your tickets there. You can head on over to the booniebreakdown.com backslash live to get your tickets for the show. Uh, Raleigh, North Carolina tickets will be dropping in a bit. Um, but I need to push Baltimore and New York before we add another show. (laughs) So I can't wait to see all of you there. I know in the last week, uh, a lot of tickets have been moving. So I really, really can't wait to see you. I also wanted to read a new uh, love letter. It's at the Boonie Breakdown. Legit is the best and upcoming podcast for young black women and men married or single. The woman behind this responsibly ratchet movement is honest, intelligent, beautiful, and nasty in a good way. Professing my love for the this podcast and its host. So, okay. You said nasty in a good way. I'm going to take it as a compliment. 
But if you would like to leave a love letter or a five-star review, you can do so over on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. You just have to search for the Boonie Breakdown. Once you select it, you'll see where you can hit the five stars for a review. So we appreciate all of them. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at The Boonie Breakdown. You can just follow us on Twitter at Boonie Breakdown. You can share this in your story, put it in your group chat, all that fun shit. Help us spread the word about this best and up and coming podcast, as the person said. So that is it for me. Let's get ready to break it down. Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and um, we have responsible Fabe here today. And he thought he was gonna make it out of a season without doing an episode, and wrong. Hey Kenny, that was the plan. The plan was <laughs> summer was gonna be okay. Nothing was really gonna go on. There was nothing that I was gonna be able to need to uh, hop on and talk about. But clearly. Um, the world is going to shit at this point in time. So that's when <laughs> Everything I get, is going I, to shit. That, that's when I get called in. So, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm here. It's like, I want to talk about these things, but I don't, I mean, you know, more than me, I feel like you're my personal yeah. CNN. So. Um, I mean, yeah. I know some things, but I don't, I don't know everything, but I feel like at this point. There Let's needs to be walk our way through that. this, this five alarm fire first. I don't even want to get to the like meet me. But first, I just want to say it is so you and I have been talking about this personally about where is Kamala Harris? Like, where is she? Where is she? And so it's been so funny to see these tweets recently where I think other people are like, where the hell is she? Because we have not seen her <laughs> since yes. the inauguration day, it seems like. Um, so it was two tweets that I thought were hilarious. Somebody was like, she in there being lazy as fuck, just getting soap press after soap press. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one was like, she must be recovering from a BBL because we ain't seen her. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's, uh, she's struggling. So, I mean, I get it. Like she made some early gaps early, early on in the administration. I feel like they were like, all right, let's pull the plug here. Because <laughs> in an ideal situation, like this is when like the administration would have her on all the Sunday morning talk shows, Saturday morning talk shows, like, because like Biden doesn't, doesn't do these things. So like, nobody is able to talk to him on a regular, regular basis. Like he just did his first interview with the AP, but you would think that they would have Kamala on Sunday mornings, talk, meet the press, but nothing, nothing. Especially after Friday's Supreme court decision. Especially after they had two months notice that this was going to happen, right? Like, uh-huh. it wasn't some out of the blue shit. We've known since May that this was going to happen and the shoe dropped on Friday. So you would think they would have had something prepared for her as the highest woman in government. Yeah. Which is, which is kind of wild. All but I, I mean, saw I... was a picture of her on the plane watching the TV. Yeah, and she... she... She she puts up her own clips. So, like, she'll put up clips on her Instagram page, but they're not, like, widely shared by the administration. So, it's like she's still um, campaigning for herself mm. while no one is there to campaign for her. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very interesting um, dynamic. I feel like, you know, it, it just looks like Biden did it for... He did to get the, the black 
Yeah, yeah. it was a total, I need the black votes. Yeah. So come on over here. And I think, I wonder if it's a thing too, where they're afraid that she could be more popular than him. Um, oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, no. I wasn't a big fan before. I, so. I mean, she's on, she's on like, um, I mean, her popularity may be lower than Hillary. Oh. Like that, yeah, like no. Well, one. I guess it's a black woman, so it makes yeah. sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like um, you know, Pete, you know, you have people that are like super progressive that are like not when I interested because she's tied in with the military complex and you know, if she gets in office, boom, we're definitely going to war. Um, and then you obviously you have the right that is not interested in her at all. Um and then you have a small percentage of, um, you know, say moderate Democrats that would probably be okay, but it's, it's no selling of her. Um, it's no selling of her as a leader. Um, you know, they put her out there and, you know, claim that she was going to work on the border. And then she went down there and we were like, do not come. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> they got, they got her up out of the paint real quick. So, I mean, I kind of feel bad for her, but you know, because it just wasn't, it wasn't a good political decision. The problem is going to come in a couple of years, which, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll probably get to um, at some point. Yeah. So it's just like, I feel like everything is a five alarm fire, right? We have, you just mentioned the board, it's immigration issues. We have inf- inflation air quotes, <laughs> price gouging. We have women's rights, which is leading to this slippery slope of other things that may the Supreme Court may tackle. Um, it just seems like everything's a fire. Like nothing is going well. Nothing is going well. And so for my concern is thinking about people, because I always think about people. People are unwell, right? And now people are broke <laughs> and getting broker by the day stressed out that now you're gonna have people fearful that more rights are going to be taken away i don't see this ending well in any capacity yeah so i mean it's definitely a tough spot um like the inflation piece um i think we're in for a ride. like i can't see like if you're thinking that gas prices are probably going to come back down the twos they're not they're never going down they're not they're not we we got probably a year or two of high gas prices um supply chain is getting better but the prices are up and who is the supply chain getting better like so yes on some things on the things that like on the things that matter not like your furniture or things like that on like well here's the thing to you i literally i don't even think i've told this to you i had to get and i'm sharing too much of my business but i had to get an iron infusion and I was going back for another one. And there is a shortage of iron because of the supply chain. Yeah. And so my doctor had to call and plead for them to consider me critical enough to get a bag of iron. I didn't wow. know that the supply chain was affecting like medical shit too. Yeah. Yeah. So she was like, yeah, it's certain things. She's like iron. It was a few other things she named that like some hospitals are literally reserving for like life and death situations. Wow. Wow. And I'm like, what? You don't even hear about that. The tampon news was a blip. Like there's a shortage of tampons. Thankfully I keep a pretty much a stockpile of that kind of stuff. So I should be okay. But I'm just like some stuff you don't even hear about. And it's a shortage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
she would hope that you know with with inflation and everything else happening you would think that um this november is going to be <laughs> a whitewash and i the the problem is is like i think the democratic party is banking on um the stripping of Roe versus way to give them a boost within um the midterms and i don't even think that they're going to be able to sell that because the the main thing is like all right if if gas prices are still five five almost six dollars um in november food prices are still up you're still struggling with everything else uh, like no one is going to be thinking about okay i can't yeah, get an they're, abortion they're thinking about their wallet <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's the and easiest thing yeah. that affects your day-to-day life yeah. is money yeah because money makes everything go around yeah. So and for I, me, the Democrats just look wild out here because time and time again, you see the first of all, the Republicans play the long game one and two, they just do whatever the fuck they want. Like yeah. <laughs> they really just do not care. Yeah. It does not come off that the party that is supposed to be fighting for the people, it, they just look dumb and lazy. Like they don't come off like they've done anything. And so it's very easy for people who are not well-versed in government to just say, oh my God, when Biden came to office (laughs) and those Democrats took over, my life went to shit. (laughs) Yes. I mean, everything was in play for this to happen. Like there was obviously too much money funneled into the market and it has nothing to do with, um, it has nothing to do with um, us receiving or people receiving $1,200 checks. Like, and I think that's going to be Republicans are going to promote that as like, okay, this is why inflation it has nothing. It has paid y'all money, but I'm like, y'all gave other industries yeah. way more money than you gave the people. Multi-billion dollars to the the airlines that still, yeah. that still cut still costs. Price still price gouging. Yep, still <laughs> price gouging, still cut costs, still still early retired people. And now we're in a situation where flights are getting canceled continually. So these, they, and they, they stock, they stockpile um, the market so that the market would not tank. So it has nothing to do with, you know, Democrats trying to help people. It has everything to do with propping up Wall Street, big business, that all this money funneled into into the market, and now we're here. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, because no um, Congress cannot do nothing, like I was telling you the other day, it's all down to the Fed because Congress can Congress is not doing anything on a fiscal policy standpoint. It's all monetary. So it's stuff like that. Like I feel like. Because it, it's easy to blame Biden and everyone because most people don't know how the government works. Yeah. And um, now don't get me wrong. That nigga still sucks. Like, there's, <laughs> there's not a question. It's there you go. not a question. I think it's, a, it's astounding to me that he's even running for re-election. Like, how? How? Like, that, that's what I said. And, and. Um, you know, that's, that's the problem that we're going to have. So like somebody's going to primary him, like, and who should do it though? Who would do it? Who would have the balls to do it? Who, who would, that would have a chance of actually making noise. That's the, that's the key. So the people that they're going to try to prop up are going to be, there's going to be a sector that's going to prop Pete. 
there's going to be a sector that's going to prop Kamala. And they're going to hope that Biden is like, no, those two options are not going to work because you need a fundamental change here. Like we need a think outside of the box. You have to have somebody that like comes in out of nowhere, like an Obama, even though he was a centrist. Like you need somebody that's just like come. the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to have somebody that's going to come in and completely rethink the way that things are supposed to work. Because if not, we, we, yeah, this is, this is going to be a shit show of stagflation for like 10 years. Yeah. I just, I, I, I just don't see a path where the people are okay. Maybe still he might have a bone with, See, he fucked up. He should have had that student loan pause go through like the end of September, not the end of August, because then it would have been in the news cycle in October <laughs> that he would have extended it again. It's no way student loan payments can start again in this economy. Yeah, it's absolutely no way. But it's just it's, it's wild to me, like like easy wins, like. That's the easy one. Just keep knocking the can. Yeah. Because, like, couldn't he say, okay, student loans are on pause through 2026? Yeah. We could. (laughs) Could do it. (laughs) Just do it. And then during the time period while while you're still in, like, have have your ad secretary figuring out, like, what it is. But at least people will know, like, hey, things are paused for the time being. That would Um, give some... a portion of the population, so I'm like, whew, right? Because in yeah. my mind, I'm sitting here like, shit, if I'm spending now $270 a month on gas, but my student loan payment is $580 a month. Yeah. <laughs> when before I was only spending like $100 a month on gas, <laughs> something got to go. And now groceries are more. My, my student loan payment is going to groceries and gas, food and gas. Yeah, it's not like you are like, flush with cash because student loan payments are, are yeah, it's just like that money has had to shift somewhere else because and everything is fucking high everything I'm, is I'm high. really this is a place of privilege I said it before I really don't know how people under a certain income are living right now yeah I just can't process that what is the quality of life there that's not fair to those people either because I can still go out and I can still get my nails done it's just, ooh, I don't like paying $70 for a tank of gas when it was 32. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was sitting, I don't know when I was sitting, I was, you know, I was thinking about something. I was like, yo, like nobody, like nobody works or does anything for the people. Like, like government works for the corporations. Corporations are just working for the shareholders. Nobody cares about the employees. Nobody cares about the people. It's all a cycle of government to work for the company, these companies to work for the shareholders. And that's the economy right now. If that falls apart, that's when shit hits the fan. Like the fact that, you know, I'm not knocking JP Morgan Chase for willing to pay $4,000 for their employees to go and get um, abortion services. But if you're telling me you're also at the same time laying off people, that's not the math ain't math. The like, math, it's just math. Not- <laughs> but I'm also like, in terms of that, I think all of those companies who say that, I think it was an admirable PR push. 
Absolutely. Because what employee, we just said this, no one looks out for the employee. What employee in their right is going to tell you tell their job? I need to go have an abortion in Illinois. So please let me use that ten thousand dollars. I yeah. wouldn't trust them with anything. Yeah, I don't like, even like my people following me on social media. So you yeah. damn sure I'm not going to tell. Nobody at work knows who I am. Like, they like, know me, but they don't know me. And I'm damn sure not telling nobody I'm going to get an abortion. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at, like, all that, that list of companies yesterday. And I'm like, mm, half y'all about to, yeah, like, half y'all about to do layoffs. I'm keeping that. I'm keeping <laughs> that thing. And I would be like, when y'all are doing layoffs, Netflix, Dick's Sporting Goods, all of y'all. And y'all Netflix claim y'all has been laying money. off hundreds of people every two weeks. Like every yeah, pay like, period, it's an email like, about Netflix. <laughs> most of those companies on that list are not profitable. Like, what what are we doing? Like, oh yeah, everybody praised them. Yay, this is yeah. so great. Okay, but like you were saying, like who 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 in this market trust their employer with the information? Like, hey, yes, I need to go have medical care, and that medical care is an abortion. Medi- <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Just, It'd be different if they were offering it to like if you had to go to heart transplant, but you needed to go to the best heart hospital. What you had to fly from Miami to Johns Hopkins. Like, okay, maybe you could just say it's a blanketed medical care, but nah, don't trust yo, it. Don't do that shit, y'all. I, I'd rather you DM me and I cry like, for y'all. Yeah, like the money. Listen, <laughs> don't if you gotta have it, we will find the money for y'all. Because don't do listen, it. I will no, we'll put, find. No, we can put you up in the house. Somebody here will let you stay with them. Yeah, we'll Baltimore. find a way, but you don't tell them companies. <laughs> and then I thought about it too, the list going around. We see the maps being shared on social media. Will this make people move from different states to another state? Because when I looked at it, I was like, whoo, I'm glad I live in Maryland. Like I already knew in Maryland, yeah. the state law was the state law. So I'm like, whew, glad I live here. And I was looking like a good portion of well, the country I would never go move to just because. Well, they've already said they've already said that Texas is already losing um, population. Like they have people moving out. But you also had a ton of people that moved there during um, mm-hmm. during COVID. So it was like they won because they had all <laughs> those people. They had all those people come there in 2020, 2021, right during the time the census was happening. So that population increased. Like you had a you had a district in uh, in te- you had a district in Texas that has been Democratic or whatever for like a hundred years, flipped this time in the primaries. See like, y'all, this is what I'm telling you. He's my CNN. I don't know if you knowing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> like you're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna have, and now you're gonna have people leaving these states. But I, like I was telling you yesterday, like these numbers are locked in for the next 10 years. So whether they leave or not, they still, it's still, set. they still have it. So if whatever damage that they want to do over these next eight, what, what are we at? 2022 over the next eight years before the next census, they can get it done. Like depending on how much um, or how much flipping they get done in, um, in November, like states like that, could, you, you never know what stuff. Like, I don't know if you've read their, their whole, the GOP platform for Texas, fucking crazy like secession, <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> um, yeah. like they're talking about like leaving the united states like that's the that's what they're on so yeah well let them fucking leave because yeah. okay that'd be two less republican senators <laughs> a shit ton less republican representatives let them go bye 
you don't get yeah, no mean, Medicare and all that shit. It's so funny when people talk about that. And I've said this to you. I don't think people also don't know how government works. They also don't know how much the government does for them in the day-to-day life. Like No idea. No idea. And so stuff like that, when states talk about seceding, okay, go. Bye. Because they don't have the infrastructure to do air traffic control for all those fucking airports in Texas and to, to demand the ports in Texas. Like y'all stay getting hurricanes. So what's fe- y'all don't have FEMA. Like, yep. so that, what y'all going to do? <laughs> and clearly that, that grid is not good enough for right yeah, now. Yeah, y'all, y'all so. could not handle it. Did you see it was a tweet going around where someone was saying like the number of people who died and hot with the governor hot wheels got um all this money from the electric companies there <laughs> governor hot wheels <laughs> that's one of the best things that come out of the pandemic they called him <laughs> governor hot wheels <laughs> oh my god um but they calculated like for every death how much money he made from his lobbyist contributions and it was like uh, 200 something thousand dollars or something it was something ridiculous but he got a shit ton of money wow yeah i also feel like even though the national government scene is a mess, like local government is a shit show too. So for people who are starting to become apathetic, like, well, it don't matter if I wrote, vote. I kind yeah. I, I see why they say that. I see why they say that. So, yes. So after, I think like 20, like probably like the beginning of 21, I was like, yo, I'm done with all of this. I'm tired. Like nothing's gonna change, but like you watch like the type of candidates that they are putting up in GOP local races. These people are insane. School school boards, governors, mayors, um, city councils. The people that they are propping up that are winning is like, yo, like we could like. So the governor's race in Pennsylvania. Oh. <laughs> so the, the guy that's running for governor for the GOP that won, uh, what's his name? Uh, Doug Mastriano, something like that, whatever. He's like a, um, a stop to steal guy. Like he was funneling money into it. Um, so it's like, and he, if he wins, like he can put up whatever his, whoever he chooses as secretary of state. So well, you he could, could have, he could stop yeah. the seal or so, whatever. And, and so in 24, if like say if we're in the same situation that we were in 20, you could have a, like a constitutional crisis happening right in Pennsylvania because you had a crazy guy get in as governor that's able to make you know things do. We got lucky last time. So it's like yes, yes, yes. I feel like the local elections. I don't know, for some reason to me, and this is me thinking out loud, so don't cancel me, y'all. But, like, I feel like on the national scene, the money just manipulates so much there. Mm-hmm. The lobbyists, all of the money, the the special interest groups, they influence so much of the laws that they're, the law could, in its first draft, be a decent fucking law. But by the time the lobbyists, it gets to the point where it's being mm-hmm. <laughs> voted on, it's a piece of shit. Like, what is this? And we've seen that happen so many times where something starts out 
this is solid. It'll do something. And we end up having to settle for like the little gun bill that passed. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like (laughs) let it do anything, but it made y'all feel good. Y'all did something. Yeah. And I mean, then, I mean, you have the Supreme court come right behind it and say, Hey, listen, (laughs) uh, it doesn't matter. You know, y'all can carry your guns wherever you would like. And, yeah. Uh, and so I can get how somebody is like, none of this shit matters. Like if you've gotten so apathetic, you check out. I'm not, I'm not the type of person who's yelling at the people now. Like, see, you did, you guys did this because like. Yeah. But like, so yes, I, I agree with you, but I think that's, that's what they are banking on. They're banking on like low interest um well that was just in the know, dc race it was like 75 yeah. of the people there didn't vote <laughs> yeah and i mean you know that happens in baltimore where we get 22 23 percent you know in a in a midterm um you know you get lucky if there's any anybody on the ballot during the presidential race but like during midterms 22 25 percent um getting out there i mean it's tough it's tough but like like the local stuff matters like like I can get if you become apathetic to the national scene because yeah. at the end of the day, like that, that may impact your day to day, but it it doesn't as much. Um, you got to focus on these local elections that are that are happening around. If you have local elections coming up on your midterms, I know here um, we're coming up on primary season. Please make sure you're you're researching your people. Like, don't just go in and be like, "Hey, yeah, I'm gonna vote for." whoever i see because it's like people do i know but it's like 20 people on the ballot <laughs> it is like, that's what most yeah. people do yeah because in and maryland for our governor's race most people are going to vote between westmore and peter franchot yeah and that's just because that that's, that's who they know the names they know yeah yeah those are the commercials and it's like i mean that's i mean it's tough and i'm not to say like all of those are like you're gonna have terrible candidates but like at least know where they stand on particular things and if they do not follow through with those things hold them accountable like they these offices are there to listen to you and they pick up the calls like biggest problem that i have with all this shit for no matter what i don't care what you do in government there needs to be a term limit i don't care if you're in congress you're on the supreme court you're president it needs to be term limits for everybody and it's like, that was the best TikTok I've seen in two weeks where he was like, fuck old people. <laughs> like, they can't check their emails. We literally have people in Congress right now where they're debating if they have fucking dementia. Why is it? Sit their old asses down. Like, make them stop. Like, why do these people? I get it. You get so rich going. I always joke all the time. Maybe I should just stop the podcast, delete all this shit off the face of the earth, run for office and get rich real quick. Because... <laughs> That's why they stay in office. They make so much fucking money. It's yeah, not have, fair. And it's and, and I think we're talking about it. It's like all the all of your your top people in government from a face perspective are all 75 plus. They're all fucking geriatrics. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm with you. Fuck old people. They'll be fine. Go play your fucking candy crush and leave us alone. Like I do not understand. Like I'm going to go out on a limb and say the president shows signs of dementia. Like, what the fuck is going on? He's not firing in all pistons. No, no, not even close. <laughs> like, when he has to when he has to give long, substantial speeches, he's definitely getting a shot of some See, they, type of they adrenaline. They dope that fool yeah. up. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, it's no way this man is that sharp still. 
it was a clip going around where it showed is how much he aged. It was a clip from like 2010 or something. Maybe it was when he was running against Obama and he was saying how he was not for abortion, which is not shocking because he's Catholic. So, but I was looking at that clip like, dang, that wasn't even 20 years ago. (laughs) He looks so young and vibrant. (laughs) That's not who we have as president today. So I just do not think he should run. I'm actually terrified of who I would have to vote for or against in 2024 because Clearly, DeSantis is going to be one of them. Elon yeah. Musk, the money bag, has thrown his name out there, so we know he's going to be there. So if you, I have told DeSantis, you, and it's a, it's a hard decision. I actually, you have DeSantis, like, Trump, Biden, I, like <laughs> Biden. You like if you're picking between DeSantis, Trump, Biden, and Kamala, you have to understand. Like it's going to be like they're going to. That be, is a terrible choice. Like those are terrible choices. And we, if, I don't think people realize in this it might not they might not see it that much in the midterms but they're going to see a flip there are going to be so many under like the undecided group is going to increase dramatically um you know because like i said i mean i don't i don't know a lot of people that are just going to be like okay i'm going back out and i'm going to vote for biden like that the only chance that he has is if he runs against Trump because most people yeah that's his only chance and if you give me some student loan forgiveness my nigga like that (laughs) I don't even I don't even even know that that can I don't even know I don't know but I I asked that on would you rather Wednesday right I said would you rather vote for Trump and he forgives student loans or vote for Biden and everything stays the same and 62% of the people who answered that poll, and I was like at least 400 people said they would vote for Trump for student loan forgiveness. Well, I mean, the only good thing is, is that Trump can supposedly only do four more years. So. <laughs> no, that's the, and that's the risk you run with that one. He'll yeah. stage another coup because I think that's the thing I also think I hate these shows that we do because they're doing all of these hearings for the January 6th insurrectionists, blah, 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 blah. A lot of those fools are already out of jail. Some of those who were convicted early on, they're already out and back doing life. The most thing that was so uh, to me is that, that they were able to organize. So, yes, people like government agencies knew, but I'm gonna say the mass amount of people did not know what was being planned. And I think that is actually an an incredible feat this day and age. But it also shows how segmented the population are. And so it's about we're in silos. We're in silos now. So because I'm like, clearly they had to be communicating on the Internet somewhere. But I saw none of that chatter because I wasn't trying to go overthrow the government. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And to see all of that footage, even though we watched it on the news the day it was happening, but to see some of these different angles in the the, the two hearings that I did watch, um, if that was like, they would have dropped a bomb on the Capitol and said, oh, we yeah. rebuild it. Like, uh, we would just rebuild just this shit. Again. Yeah. Let's yeah. <laughs> uh, just, uh, we're going to be these moving these out of here and we'll rebuild the Capitol bigger and better. Um, I think it's just really astounding to watch it over and over again. So that's why I kind of checked out. But I say all that to say they're doing all of this dog and pony show for nothing to happen because they're not going to indict Trump. They're not going to indict these folks. So what are we doing? Yeah. 
So from what I read, the Justice Department is looking at it. Will it happen? I don't know. Um, you know, it's two separate things. So they're saying like, you know, what we're seeing now with the January 6th is completely separate than the investigation that the Justice Department's Department is doing right now. So the Justice Department is looking at it from a standpoint of say, hey, can we actually find charges? Um, do I think it's going to happen? No, because I think they know what the backlash is. Um, do I think that there's the government is not powerful enough to do some type of backroom deal? I think it's possible where he's able to just continually do what he does, but he's not able to run again. Yeah, I could see that happening, too, because I'm like, it's also wild that it's even being tossed around that a president who was impeached two times could even get to run again, right? Like, that is just absurd in itself. I do think what those wackadoos on the right and the GOP, what they do effectively is they organize way better. And I feel like the Democrats are just always on... Is it defense or offense? I don't know. But they're always yeah. reactive and not proactive. And I feel like yeah. the Republicans are proactive, right? I think for the, the bulk of them, they did not like Trump. They just liked what he allowed them to do. He allowed them yeah. to be openly racist and say all the wild shit that they could say. They got three Supreme Court picks and they got the federal courts. They loved him for that. Like, he, he was the he tool gave to them. The means. Yeah. He gave them the distraction. That's what he was. He, yes. he distracted everyone away. We were news, so worried about him <laughs> saying his saying. wacky tweets yeah. that they were organized and getting this shit done. Yeah. And I think that's what is pissing me off about the Democrats is that what the fuck y'all be doing? Like, yeah. like here's the thing. Like, I mean, we're, we're in a, like you said, it's a tough spot. But like, yo, I wouldn't like if one bill don't work, find something else. Like, what are we doing? Like, like, why are we not? attempting to try different things brainstorming like we they suck because the problem is is like most of them don't care about the people mm-hmm. like they don't work for the people like that's the problem like they work to keep congress works to keep their job like so you have the house they're all working most of the time they're campaigning they like because they're in keep, and out they do years. like we do you do just yeah. enough to keep your goddamn yeah. job. They're, they're working they're working to keep their jobs senators are in there for six years so they're working to make sure that the corporations are happy so that they can keep their job nobody is worried about the people and i mean at the end of the day that that is where you know like people can become apathetic to all of it because the people that you see on TVs or you hear or um, that are doing these things, like none of them really care about the people. Like you have some, like I, I think I was telling you yesterday, like, like I think AOC genu- genuinely cares about the people. Do I agree with her politically on everything? No. But do I, do I think that she actually cares about constituents and what's happening to regular day, regular everyday people? Absolutely, I can't say that for most of our reps and our senators. Like, I don't think they genuinely want to work and try to make things better. Like, I would like. Why are we not pushing more things? Like, we if we get back it's to row, like 
And I think that's why I'm going to have to unfollow some politicians that I follow on Twitter because it pisses me off. They tweet all types of lovely things. And I just be like, but do something yeah. like stop tweeting this and just go do, go do something. So I'm going to have to un, un, unfollow those folks. And before we wrap up. Fuck Clarence Thomas. Like I've never uttered those <laughs> words in my life, but I just. Oh, you haven't? I really just don't like any of these people. I don't like any of these people. And his story is just so wild because I'm like, he fake died. So the attention turned away from his wife, who yeah, was a part of the that, coup. Yeah. And then he they dropped this decision because his wife was a part of the coup. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> this was all by design because her name was in the news cycle again because she's going to testify and etc etc and um yeah wow 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 yeah no he's yeah i mean they're they're terrible you know what the crazy part is i don't know you probably don't pay attention to this but freaking um i think it was sotomayor she came out they would like it was either the new york times or the washington post or whatever and she was saying how clarence thomas is a lovely man and you know, basically, they wrote this article like saying how they're still like how they are. They can still be friendly. And, yeah, they're still cordial and friendly. That's and the I was problem. Just like, Fuck that nigga. <laughs> like, no, like absolutely not. I they were like, disgusted. yeah, you know, how he works behind the scenes to help you know, law, you know, lawyers or you know, young judges and things like that, and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, nah, no. I bet no. you don't even have no black law clerks. Fuck him. <laughs> Yeah, like no, like that. This this ain't the time for that. I would name that episode "Fuck Clarence Thomas" if it went in <laughs> ring on yeah, the no. Secret Service radar. So we won't yeah. name it that, but just let them know the sentiment is there. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, yes. so that's it. Yeah. I don't know. The world is hell in a basket right now. Um, I don't yeah. see where things get better, but stay optimistic, folks. <laughs> yes, I will. I will say, if we're close to ending, I will say two last things. Um, push your senators and your Congress people to uh, push Biden to make abortions accessible on federal lands and push him to um, expand the availability um, at federal facilities for abortion pills. Yes. Um, so the, I was reading up on the p- proposed, because at first people were saying, make tribal lands i said that's the point that's not our land we can't make the tribes do nothing and the tribes have their own host of issues on tribal land so they don't need no colonizers coming in there to set up abortion clinics on their land there's federal land in every state yeah so Um, they could totally do it um that way i I, because I was reading one article about people were getting upset because Biden and the Democrats didn't codify this into law once yeah. the draft opinion dropped two, in two May. Months ago, yeah. Um, so I know a lot of people are upset about that, but this is a workaround, and maybe somebody on the courts will die, and and he gets to appoint somebody else because yeah. I don't see. But how are you going to codify this into law without removing the filibuster? And they, they're they not going to do that. They've yeah. already said they're not going to do it. And you still got Manchin Cinema, who are, are fake Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I don't, and to be honest with you, I don't even think Biden would push them to remove the filibuster for this. 
No, because he's not. Yeah. yeah, like he's yeah. he's not for abortion. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so so yeah. yeah, here you we gotta are. Push. Yeah, we these other two options is really kind of where we're at, and this is where your calls and your emails and things like that they matter because they don't. And they if don't you like are in these. a yeah, if you are in a state where it's banned already, it's going to be restricted soon. Um, there are some great resources going around on Twitter where people have made lists. There are women on Twitter who are like, I have no use for um, contraception and uh, morning the abortion pills, et cetera. But if you need it, I'll get it through my insurance and mail it to you. <laughs> so yeah. if you need to, if you're not, I don't know why at this point you're not on Twitter because Twitter is the greatest social media platform there is. The recipes can go to hell, but <laughs> get on Twitter because people share these type of resources all the time. So it's worth it. Yeah. All right. Well, responsible fave. Stay sane. The Booney Breakdown. I don't want to call you Don Lemon. Who's another black? I don't yeah, know. I don't watch the don't news. Yeah, I don't no, watch the news. No. Are there any black male news people? I, they all suck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm good. I, I'm good. I'll just be me. Um, all right. Well, yeah. the Booney Breakdown's uh, political correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Kenny. See y'all. <laughs> All right. That is it for this week's episode. I want to thank the homie, our responsible fave, KG, for stopping by and being the official political correspondent for the Booney Breakdown podcast. I'm telling y'all for real, for real. I always know about stuff because of him. If it was not for him, I'm so checked out sometimes. I just don't keep up. But he keeps me in the know and thus spread his information and knowledge with us all in this episode. All right. Be sure to support our sponsor, Laurels. Use the code Boonie10. That's Boonie, all caps, 10 to save 10% on your order. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or any app that you listen to your favorites on. Don't forget to leave us those five-star glowing reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You might just hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make these pretty images for nothing, okay? Have a dope ass week. Stay healthy, safe, and sane. Thank you for listening. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the ratcheting you. Home I stay. Until next time. Stay